0: We're working through the, book, the Old Testament book of Judges, and Judges is a series of small stories that are weaved together into a larger story that was written down at a time in history when the people of God needed particular encouragement. And then that larger story of Judges fits into the grand story of the Bible. A story of God's offer to the world of deliverance. Now what I want us to do today is take a look at the very first little story in Judges. So we've covered chapters 1 and 2 and the first little part of 3 is kind of the intro or the setting to the larger story of Judges. Now we're going to deal with the first little story in Judges verses 7 through 12a just the first part of 12 and so I want to tell that smaller story in light of the larger story of judges in light of the grand story of the Bible and I want you to listen along with me as I tell the story so imagine that you are able to see and experience of a group of people who have gathered together late one night on a cool spring evening around a fire. And they've gathered together to have a weekly time of talk, some deep talking. They've gathered around the fire, they come from the surrounding region, there's a small group of guys hanging around, ready to talk about things. And at this time in these people's history, talk is easy to come by. Because there is significant things happening around them. Their king, King Saul, was killed in battle. And King Saul had a son that was not killed in battle. And Israel, the people under the leadership of Saul, then anointed his remaining son as king over them. Now there was a group of people in the people of God called the people of the tribe of Judah. There are 12 tribes in the people of God. And one of the 12 tribes, the tribe of Judah, said we want to have a king from our tribe. Because there were promises made regarding the tribe of Judah. And they felt like the time was opportune to set someone on the throne from the tribe of Judah. And so... In line with what the prophet Samuel had done, the tribe of Judah anoints David as king over Judah. And all of a sudden you have a ruler in Israel, over Israel from the tribe of Benjamin. You have a ruler over Judah from the tribe of Judah. You have two kings. And you have a people who need to decide between which king they are going to serve. And the story would be told around this fire on this night. In order to encourage the people to trust the right king. Now the story may sound something like this. A long time ago. Our people were living in this land. Among the inhabitants of this land. And they married The inhabitants of the land and the inhabitants of the land married our people. And instead of the inhabitants of the land deciding they would worship our God, what happened was that our people decided to worship the gods of this land. And they did what was evil in the sight of God. And God was so disappointed with the people, he was angry with the people. And in his anger, he would not allow the people to miss his faithfulness and so what God did is he sold our people into the hands of their enemies and a great king in that entire region the the king Kushan defeated our people and our people became slaves to that king for eight long years they were in servitude to king Kushan and and that whole generation of our people at that time in history had not known what it was like to live under servitude they had not known like what it would be like to live under a king that would be unkind and unfriendly and all of a sudden those who were once free are now under slavery to an unkind king and for 8 years they remained in servitude until they had had enough they had come to the end of themselves they had tried everything that they could possibly try for relief and freedom and deliverance but nothing had brought them anything and they decided they would turn back to God and cry out to him because it couldn't be any worse than it was then how could it get worse by calling out to God and they called out to God in their sin and rebellion as a last resort and you know what happened? God Listened. his people, our people were running away from God as fast as they could, trying anything and everything but God. And they turned to God as a last resort after eight years of servitude. And God was ready to hear them. The moment our people cried out to our God, God was listening and responding. Can you believe that? And do you know what happened? You know what God did? He raised up Othniel. The son of Kenaz. The younger brother of Caleb. You remember Caleb. He's from the tribe of Judah. Othniel and Caleb are from the tribe of Judah. The very first deliverer that God raised for our people. When they came out into the promised land was from the tribe of Judah. And God's spirit came upon Othniel. And Othniel judged the people. You know what that means, that Othniel judged the people? It means that he led the people once again to pay attention to God. They've been disregarding God and everything God said. And now Othniel was saying, listen to God again. And the people responding to the leadership of Othniel because the Spirit of God came upon him. Othniel went out to war against Cushan and God gave Cushan into the hand of Othniel and the land knew peace for 40 years. What happened to the people you ask? I'm glad you asked. The people they didn't take advantage of the opportunity of this deliverance. When Othniel died, the people returned to their wickedness. They did. I know it's hard to believe that's exactly what happened. Not only did they return to their wickedness, but they went further into their wickedness than ever before. And that's the story of the next 400 years it's, it's like the people missed out on the fact that God's the one whose spirit came upon Othniel that God was the one that gave the enemy into his hands and that when Othniel died God was not dead he was their deliverer he was the deliverer they needed not this judge but they missed it and you know what they they did they just just went on into doing things that was right in their own eyes and they neglected God completely one judge would come and the people would dabble in the things of God for a while and then the judge would die and the people would go into evil and rebellion again And it just kept happening again and again but it what you know our people were not just in a cycle A judge didn't come and give deliverance and the people got good and then they got bad in a cycle. No, it was worse than a cycle. It was a downward spiral because they were never fully submitting to God. They just dabbled in the things of God when things were good and they just quickly made their way into doing what was right in their own eyes. And things got worse and worse and worse. They missed their opportunity. But you guys know the opportunity we're in right now. You know that right now we've had seven years of two kings. We're between two kings and we have a choice to make. David is the king from the tribe of Judah. He is the king we have been waiting for. He is the right king. And we need to be a people who make a decision not to go into year eight. but We make a decision right now to trust in the right king. David is the king for whom we have waited all our lives. And so the story would end that night around the fire. And everybody would get up and stretch and say, man, it's been good seeing you. And they'd make their way back to their homes in that cool night. The Christmas of the night, keeping them alert as they walk home, along with the question that's ringing in their minds Could it be, could it be that David is the right king? Can you see it? Can you feel like it was being there? Can you smell the smoke in the air? Can you feel the crisp breeze on your face? Can you feel the anticipation? Is David the one? All right, let's read the story together in Judges chapter 3. And let's read it as it is written here in the Bible, starting in verse 7. The sons of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and forgot the Lord their God, and served the Baals and the Asherah. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, so that he sold them into the hands of Cushan king of Mesopotamia and the sons of Israel served Kushan eight years when the sons of Israel cried to the Lord the Lord raised up a deliverer for the sons of Israel to deliver them Othniel the son of Kenaz Caleb's younger brother the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he judged Israel he went out to war the Lord gave Kushan king of Mesopotamia into his hand so that he prevailed over Cushan then the land had rest for 40 years and Othniel the son of Kenaz died now the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 11 reminds us that every old testament story has been written down for our instruction Now the story that I told you was a story that was given at a particular time of Israel's history where they needed encouragement to trust the right king. But that story is written down in the scriptures so that we would read it and be encouraged right where we live, right where we are today. So I want to give you a description of how that small story in Judges chapter 3 verses 7 through 12 fits in the larger story of Judges and the grand story of the Bible so that we might hear that story and it be instructive for every one of us in this moment. So, this little story in Judges is about the people of God who are under servitude of a bad king cry out to God. God sends a deliverer, the very first one from the tribe of Judah to encourage the people to trust God's plan that he's the deliverer and his promises will be made good. And so the people follow Othniel. Othniel dies and the people go right back into their evil ways. And again, this occurs again and again, this downward spiral of brokenness. See, the people never truly identified God as their deliverer. They just waited for the next blessing of the human deliverer that would deliver them from their enemies and give them this respite, this moment of freedom so that life wasn't as bad. And they would use that moment of freedom to just gradually move into doing things that were right in their own eyes. Again, even worse than they were doing them before. They missed that God was their deliverer. They were satisfied with a human deliverer who could deliver them from their enemies. But they failed to recognize what they really needed was for God to deliver them from their sins. But they didn't want to follow God. They just wanted to dabble in the things of God in moments of periodic freedom. But what they really wanted to do was just keep doing things the way they wanted to do them. And things got worse and worse and worse because that's what brokenness does. That's what doing what is right in your own eyes does. It breaks you and keeps breaking you. And you get caught in this downward spiral of brokenness. Yes, the people needed a king, they were waiting for a king, and this is exactly what they were supposed to be doing. And Saul became king, but he wasn't the one that could deliver the people from their sins. His son did become king for a little while, but he didn't last on the throne. And David became king over all of Israel. The civil war ended and they all came together. And David was this king that led the people unified together. It was an amazing time of trusting the Lord. But even David wasn't the answer. He couldn't deliver the people from their sins. David's son was the wisest king. He built the temple of God and yet he was not the answer. He could not deliver the people. Solomon in all his wisdom became one of the greatest fools in all of history because in all of his wisdom he decided to lead the people back into idolatry at the end of his life. He was not the answer. One king after another came for the people of Israel, some good, some bad, some worse than bad. And the people, they would have periodic moments of dabbling in the things of God, times of reform, but they would have the same story of running away from God into the rebellion and experiencing this downward spiral of continued brokenness. They were never fully submitted to God, they just played along and then did things. However, they wanted to do them. But God, in his mercy, and his compassion, in his grace and his goodness, at just the right time in history, at just the perfect moment in history, sent a king. And He would become a blockade of righteousness and justice. He would change the direction forever. From the spiral of brokenness and sin to an upward spiral of new life and restoration under His constant presence and His good and faithful rule. And His name is Jesus. Our true King has come. And he came at a time when his people, listen to this, historically, Jesus came at a time when his people were under the servitude of the Romans. They were ruling his people. And you know what his people were waiting for? They were waiting for the king to come sit on the throne and deliver them from the power of Rome. But Jesus is a better judge. He did not come to deliver his people from the Roman enemy. He came to deliver them from their sin. He did not come to deliver His people from the rule and reign of Rome. He came to deliver His people from the rule and reign of death itself. He came to offer deliverance not only to His people but to the world through the forgiveness of their sins simply by trusting in Him because He died on the cross and rose again from the dead. He made payment for the sins of the world so that if anybody trusts in Him they would experience a forever freedom, a change in direction from the downward spiral of brokenness to a new life of an upward spiral of change and restoration because Jesus is so very good. God's plan for your life and for my life is not a plan for us to dabble in the things of God while our lives spiral downward out of control in brokenness and emptiness. God's plan for our life is not for us to be caught in something so terrible we don't have another option but to turn to God and to turn to Him and then when things become a little bit better to say you know what thanks for delivering me but no thanks on following you I would rather just do things my own way God did not design us to live in the downward spiral of brokenness that is seasoned by moments of dabbling with Him but an insatiable appetite for idolatry that's not what He designed designed us to experience. He designed every one of us to leave a life of brokenness and bondage to sin and instead live a life of newness and restoration, a life where bondage to sin is not my story, but a change over the course of my life to more and more of who Christ is and what he's like. That I get to follow the Lord, I get to know the Lord, I get to spend time with him, I get to hear his voice in my life, and I get him to alter my heart so that my life literally changes over and over and over again the rest of my life in the direction of who God is and who He made me to be as opposed to being stuck in this downward spiral of drifting away from Him. Jesus Christ made a point in history where it is possible for every one of us to have a change in direction a new life of restoration and purpose and hope And peace. But there is only one way. To experience. A change of direction. Like that. It's the very thing that Israel missed. It's the very thing we must not miss. The only way to experience a change in direction in your life. The only way for me to experience a change in direction in my life is to surrender my life fully to Jesus Christ as King of my life. To submit my life, my agenda, my thoughts, my plans, my stuff, my family, my future to Jesus Christ as King of my life. That's the only way to experience this upward spiral of new life and restoration by submitting my life to Jesus as King. That means that no one in this room will find an upward spiral of new life if you just simply dabble in the things of God and never surrender your life to Him as King. You you can't just come to church and hang around good people and try to be a better person and try to live a good life and try to improve your behavior and try to fix things so they're not as bad. You can't just say, things are so bad right now, I need God, but as soon as they get good, I'm just going to run away and do my own thing. That is just another stop on the trip of a downward spiral of brokenness. No, what we've all got to decide is that we will surrender to Jesus Christ as King of our lives. Because He is King. He has come and He has offered us all a change in direction. But the only way to experience that change is to surrender to Him as King. Have you made the decision to surrender to Jesus as King of your life? Is He King of your life? Are you interested in the things that Jesus says in the Bible? Because you know that only surrendering to who he is and what he says will give you the life you were created to live. Do you recognize that you're not free to make decisions? You're not free to do what you want? You're not free to live out your dreams? You're not free to pursue your successes? No, that's not freedom. That's just periodic steps in this downward spiral of brokenness. There is no greater freedom than the freedom you experience when Jesus is your King. I want to encourage you. There is no greater joy in all of life than the experience of Jesus being your king. He is good, and he is right in all his ways. And until you surrender your life to his kingship, you simply will not taste the goodness he intends you to taste. It requires surrender to him as king of your life. You will not be disappointed in this decision. It's the most important decision you will ever make. And it's a decision that will leave you with no regret no disappointments. If you make this decision, I'm not telling you it won't be challenging. If you make this decision, I'm not telling you that you won't feel alone at times. What I am telling you is if you make this decision, the joy of the upward spiral of new life in Christ will leave you with no regret. This is the life for which you were made. But you've got to decide to follow Jesus as king of your life. I want to give you a gentle warning. If you make the decision today to surrender to Jesus Christ as king of your life, there is a chance that your life might experience a periodic time of freedom and deliverance. It might feel a little bit better for a while. I'm not promising you that. The Bible does not promise you that. The Bible promises you that it might be more difficult, but that Jesus is worth it. But it just might be that when you make a decision to surrender to Jesus, it just might be that you enter a time of deliverance because Jesus is a deliverer and we do experience moments where life just seems to be clicking, just seems to be working and we're walking closely with God. If, If that happens in you, I want to give you a warning that you not be like the people of the judges, that you not take that moment of life when maybe you experience a. Period of peace or deliverance. And allow that moment to become a moment where you drift back into doing what is right in your own eyes. Maybe you're praying a little bit less than you w- would have had things remained more difficult. Maybe you're reading your Bible a little less because things seem to be so good. Maybe you're connecting a little less with the church because you don't feel the great need to connect at this level anymore. And I just want to remind you that those movements away from dependence on Jesus as king are movements in the wrong direction. And Jesus is the one that has provided you a permanent change in direction. It's a story in Proverbs chapter 24, verses 30-33 through 33, of a man walking by a vineyard that's in disrepair. He looks at the vineyard and it's completely in shambles. The wall is broken down. The vineyard's been grown up with weeds. And he says, when I see that and I walk by it, it makes me think of a lesson a little bit of slumber a little bit of laziness and it's amazing what can happen in your life in a very short period of time i want to remind you that when the vineyard of your life is full of grapes that you practice the same diligence with your life to surrender to the kingship of jesus is when your life the vineyard of your life is in deep trouble Surrender to Jesus as king is a decision to surrender to Jesus as king. And it's a decision you will never regret. Israel was in servitude for eight years. That was eight years too long, right? the moment the enemy came in Kushan and took over the people was the moment God was saying, I'm ready to listen to you. I will not let you miss my faithfulness. I'm sending this enemy so that you might not go one single day without experiencing my grace and my goodness as your deliverer. And it took them eight years to even respond. Please, don't go one day more day in your life without surrendering to Jesus' as King. Going one more day is one day too long because God has sent your Deliverer. Trust Him. Decide to surrender your life to Jesus' as King. You will never, ever regret that decision.